Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to a seemingly endless problem with your host, Kisa Amaro, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Welcome back, my friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, and I help ambitious women transform their negative body image and obsession with weight into body confidence so that they can show up fully in their life and their career. And guess what? I am here with Danielle Emmons, who I work with at Create My Weight. She is a registered dietitian nutritionist who works with busy women to ditch the diet and lose weight for good with a simple yet effective approach to weight loss without giving up the foods you love. Who wouldn't want that? <laughs> Welcome, Danielle. So great to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Well, let's dive right in. Um, we are going to be talking about nutrition and mindset and the connection to mental health. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into nutrition. Um, so like you said, I'm a registered dietitian. Um, how I got into nutrition was I ran track and cross country in high school, and I just was really interested in nutrition um, you know, I, I was also one of those people who, you know, followed the, the low fat diet at the time. And I remember, um, my, you know, we would get pizza for dinner and I would take the cheese off and <laughs> give it to my brother and my dad would get so upset. <laughs> but anyway, regardless, I was really intrigued by nutrition. Um, you know, and I just decided it was something I wanted to pursue, um, as a career. So I ended up going to college, getting my bachelor's of science in nutrition, and then went on to become a registered dietitian. Awesome. And I love that you mentioned the pizza story because I myself <laughs> followed the low fat diet for many, many years. And I can remember taking cheese and pepperoni off of the pizza. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if I gave it to anybody, but I would definitely take it off before. And I would just have like the bread and sauce. Exactly. I did the same thing. And luckily I had two brothers. So they were like, give it to me. Please, I'm like, dad, I'm not wasting it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, okay. So you told us a little bit about nutrition and your, and like how you got interested into that, in that, but what about gut health? What got you interested in gut health? So, um, growing up and even like in college and throughout my life, I would get anxiety. Um, I would be stressed if I had to do something like public speaking or you know any new change in my life, I, I would cause me anxiety. Or and then I noticed it. It would also, when I had that anxiety, I would get headaches. I would get nauseous. I'd have like issues with my bowels or digestion. So I knew that there was some sort of connection there. Yet it became more of an interest to me last year um, when I had a really difficult time. Um, I had a severe anxiety, depression for about eight months, it was a very long lasting um, period of time. And so, you know, that's really kind of when it sank in, I developed what's called uh, SIBO, small intestinal bowel overgrowth, which I had never even heard of. Um, but actually your, you can create that, like you would think it's only coming from like food or chemicals or something, um, but actually stress can cause you to it can affect your gut bacteria and disrupt the balance between the good and the bad bacteria and cause you to actually, you know, um, either or like cause you, your gut can be out of balance and it can cause anxiety, depression, 
or vice versa. You can have anxiety and depression. It can actually disrupt your whole um, gut microbiome. So that's kind of how I got interested in it because it was personal to me. And I went through such a hard time that I wanted to be able to help others with it as well. Mm, Definitely for sure. And I think it's kind of fortuitous that you had that nutrition background. And so you were kind of like, were able to kind of make that connection Mm -hmm. in your own personal journey that, Hey, maybe this is connected to what I'm eating and my gut health. And I also find it interesting that not only will, um, a disturbance in the gut bacteria could potentially cause anxiety or depression, but it works the other way around. I didn't realize that, that anxiety and depression can cause, um, bacterial imbalances in the gut. Yeah. And I, I mean, I learned that just by doing my own research. I didn't realize that was something that, that can happen, but trauma can actually any type of trauma or, you know, um, can, can cause the the gut to just get out of whack. I mean, if you think about, I don't know if you've ever gotten headaches or gotten, you know, um, nauseous when you, have a headache or, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're stressed out, like having, you know, just having bowel issues, like I said, mm-hmm. yeah. so, um, you know, it is really connected. And also, um, the, the gut produces 95% of our happy hormones like dopamine and serotonin. So that, you know, makes sense. You can see how like that is super connected. So, um, you know, balance is so important. Yeah. I find that very interesting as far as, and I think I've heard the gut referred to as the second brain because of the, um, like you said, the dopamine and serotonin that it produces and how much it does produce. And so just knowing that we can kind of make that connection of like, yeah, we should probably be taking care of our gut in, in order to, you know, get these, um, you know, having, I guess the correct production of serotonin and dopamine. Right. Exactly. If our gut's out of balance, then naturally our, you know, it affects our, our mood, our energy level, um, you know, our emotional and emotional, like emotional state, I guess, or mental health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell us more about that. Um, as far as, you know, how does our gut health affect like you said, like, you know, our mental health or energy or emotional health. Yeah. So, I mean, having a poor gut, having poor gut health can actually lead, like we said, lead to anxiety, depression. Um, but eventually if we continue down the path of not taking care of our, our health through eating properly, um, keeping our stress levels down, it can create, um, basically your, your bad bacteria is, if it's higher than your good bacteria, then you're going to eventually, um, it'll lead to different, um, like more severe um, conditions such as like, eventually could lead to Alzheimer's or dementia. Um, and, you know, on the physical side, it can lead to um, joint pain, headaches, uh, again, decreased energy, and also weight gain or weight loss resistance. And that's just because when our gut microbiome is out of whack, it tends to slow down our digestion, it can lead to constipation. But also when that happens, 
your body's actually absorbing more calories. And, um, and so when it does that, obviously you're, it's causing you to gain weight more easily. It's causing the weight loss resistance. Um, also your body doesn't absorb nutrients as well. So you can become malnourished, um, which, you know, will, will of course make, you know, make you not have as much energy. Um, and you know, all of these things, sometimes with these symptoms, we don't realize, you know, can be caused by just getting our, you know, getting our nutrition in, in eating, you know, eating healthier and getting our microbiome in a, a better balance where we have more good bacteria than bad bacteria. Um, and, and sometimes like we go to the doctor and the doctor will say, here's a pain medication for that. Even high blood pressure can be affected. You might just get, you know, a blood pressure medication and that's going to help bring it down. But it, you know, are we really, you know, seeing, are we really figuring out what the root cause is? Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think the listeners are probably starting to understand the importance of gut health and, you know, how that's connected to your mental health, physical health, emotional health, energy levels, and that we need to really balance the good and bad gut bacteria. So, you know, if we have some listeners out there who are wondering like, well, maybe my microbiome is off. Maybe I have like too many bad bacteria in my gut. Like what are some signs of poor gut health that um, you can share with our listeners? Sure. Um, so one thing is bloating. Um, it can show up as constipation. That's chronic, um, diarrhea. It can be even just like brain fog, like, you know, going to, going to another room and forgetting what you were there for in the first place, um, or just not being able to focus. Um, also trying to think what else, um, eventually like also the weight, weight loss resistance. So if you feel like you're really, you know, trying to lose weight, you're eating healthy, you're exercising, you're getting enough sleep, you're drinking adequate water, and you just can't seem to, to budge on, on the scale or also, you know, in how your clothes are fitting, they, that might be something you want to look into, um, rather than, you know, go take a weight loss medication. I, I highly recommend not doing that because that can even mess up your microbiome even more. Mm -hmm. Um, so those are some of the symptoms. Okay. Okay. So yeah, it's sounding like, I mean, along with those symptoms, but as far as like the weight loss resistance, if you think that you are doing all the things right, you're eating your vegetables, you're eating a balanced meal, um, you're getting enough sleep, you're getting proper exercise, you know, water intake, and you're still not losing weight that it could be because of, um, your microbiome being off. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And probably the first thing I would tell people is to, to go and get checked and see if you have SIBO because SIBO is basically what it is, is, um, typically our, if our microbiome is out of whack, it's, it's in the colon, but what happens with SIBO is it creeps up into the small intestine where like a GI doctor there's no way for them to actually look inside your small intestine. They can take like a biopsy, but you can also just take a breath test. It's for SIBO that will determine if you have SIBO and then you can, um, treat it 
because if you don't treat it, if you actually truly have it, you have to treat it in order um, to improve your microbiome. This just means that your the bad bacteria is just um, so much that it's it's something that you need to treat um, before it'll improve. Mm, okay. Okay. Awesome. And SIBO, by the way, is an acronym S I B O. So any of you listeners who are wondering, I'm going to go Google it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't Google it. Just go ask your doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So, I mean, a, a lot of my episodes, most of my episodes are about, you know, overeating cravings, emotion or emotional eating, um, how does your gut health affect cravings and overeating? Yes. So when your microbiome or your good bacteria is out of whack and say you have more bad bacteria than good bacteria, then your body will have more cravings and the bad bacteria wants to eat sugar and bread and, mm. you know, and simple carbs. Um, and the bad bacteria likes vegetables and like the more healthier carbs and, um, you know, maybe some fruits and things like that. So when you have more bad bacteria, it's almost like the bad bacteria is like saying, feed me, <laughs> like, give me some more of that sugar or give me some more of that, um, those donuts or whatever. And so you just have to be really intentional about, you know, eating more foods that are healthier, that are going to, you know, feed that good bacteria, gut bacteria so that you can decrease those cravings. And, and eventually you actually start to really just want to eat the healthier food. I'm not going to say you're going to crave a salad. Maybe, you know, sometimes I want a salad, I crave a salad, but it's because you're going to feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And then those cravings are going to diminish so much that you don't really think about it as much. Okay. So our bad bacteria likes all the craving foods, like sugary, carby, salty, <laughs> all of those things. Um, and then the good bacteria in our gut likes the vegetables and like the whole foods. Um, and so it's just a matter of, so that's really what's affecting like our cravings. Like maybe if we're craving, um, let's just say a donut, high carb, high sugar, right. Then it could be just the overgrowth of bad bacteria in our gut. And so just focusing on adding in those vegetables and whole foods to balance out that bacteria. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like you, you know, sugar is necessarily bad in in moderation. We can have anything. Um, It's just more of the, you know, that 80%, 80, 20% rule almost like more healthier foods and um, less you know, sugar and processed foods too. Processed foods have a lot of um, preservatives and additives and and they can also disrupt your microbiome as well. So that's something to be um, considered. Mm, okay, awesome. Yeah, well, thank you for that. Um, <clears throat> so I always like to, I don't want to say always, in a, a few of my, most of my episodes, I give either like steps, listeners can take or practical tips or, um, something that they can take away from the episode and implement. So what are three practical action steps listeners can make to help improve their gut health? Sure. So, um, number one, I would say eat more pre and probiotics in food. And so probiotics are basically the good bacteria. 
And prebiotics are the food that it's basically the food for the probiotics. So um, you don't need to remember that exactly, but <laughs> the foods that you want to implement for probiotics are more fermented foods, like, you know, just incorporated into your, you know, maybe day to day, like have one fermented food or two, or, you know, just to make sure you're getting them in your, in your system so that you're building up that good bacteria. So fermented foods like um, kefir, sauerkraut, kimchi, um, miso, kombucha, also um, Greek yogurt, that plain Greek yogurt that has like the live cultures. Um, prebiotic foods would be foods that we can't digest ourselves, but that um, the good bacteria can. So there's foods like garlic and onions and um, like dandelion grains or dandelion tea. Uh, leeks, bananas, asparagus, things like that um, would be really good to incorporate into your, into your, you know, into your meals or, you know, throughout the day. Sometimes I just get a, take a bite of sauerkraut, like mm -hmm. <laughs> randomly. Yeah. Cause I mean, sometimes those fermented foods, they like, I'm thinking like sauerkraut and kimchi might be hard to pair with other things. So just having yeah. a, a snack or just like you said, just like taking a bite of it and like, here we go, got it in. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. I love it. Awesome. Okay. So eat more pre and probiotic foods. Yes. So those, that's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two is when you're looking at a nutrition label, don't just look at the nutrition facts, look at the actual ingredient list. Um, you want a, just a good rule of thumb is to, you know, if you, the, the list is, you know, uh, I don't know, 20, ingredients long, like that's probably a red flag that, uh, this product is not good for us. And, um, so maybe like three to five ingredients and not, if there's any, like any ingredients that you don't recognize, it's likely that your body won't recognize it either. Um, you know, the, a lot of the additives and, and additives and, um, preservatives are going to cause more inflammation in your body and also kind of mess up that, that gut, the good and bad gut bacteria. And then the third thing would be um, to um, avoid antibiotics unless they're truly necessary. So if you have a cold or like just kind of lingering cough or something, but nothing that you need it for, but sometimes a doctor will be like, oh, just take this, or you might ask for one. Um, they really kill your, both your good and your bad bacteria. And it's hard to build that back up. And that alone can really cause a lot of issues and inflammation and you know, eventually could, you know, start that process of getting bloated and constipated and brain fog. And so the more that you avoid antibiotics and less absolutely necessary, the better. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, and I feel like as a child, I took so much antibiotics or yeah, antibiotics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was it amoxicillin? Is that the antibiotic? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I felt like I took a lot of that as a kid. Um, so let's say I have, um, like a staph infection and it's like red and pussy and like starting, you can see it like starting to spread. And I go to the doctor and they recommend, um, an antibiotic. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take this. Um, is there anything like we can do? Like I've heard of be like, oh, take a pro probiotic with your antibiotic. Does that work? Or is that just like, it's just going to, the antibiotics going to kill all those probiotics that you're taking? It will help. So, okay. um, when I worked in like the skilled nursing, we, uh, they always ordered when they ordered an antibiotic, 
we always order a prebiotic and that, I mean, a probiotic, and that's basically going to help, you know, it's going to help off balance it a little bit, because if you oftentimes, especially with the elderly, when they would take like an antibiotic, sometimes they would get like, um, what's it called? A C. diff, which is terrible infection. Mm. Uh, and you don't want that. So taking a probiotic with an antibiotic for sure, definitely will help, but it's not going to be, if you're continuing to take a lot of antibiotics, it's just going to be hard to build that back up. Mm. It's going to take time. And in the process, these things, these other things could start accumulating. Okay. 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 Awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks for cleaning that up. <laughs> I was wondering, cause I'm just like, you know, they're like, oh yeah, take a, a probiotic. If you have to take an antibiotic and I'm like, would the antibiotic kill those good bacteria? <laughs> I, I just wasn't sure. So yeah. yeah, they're kind of replacing them, but just not to the, you know, to where they were before. Right. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you for those, those, uh, three tips. So eating more pre and probiotic in foods, um, nutrition labels, less is more, make sure you're reading the actual ingredient list, um, and then avoiding antibiotics unless truly necessary. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, Danielle, it's been a pleasure and Hey, if, um, my listeners would like to know more about you, where can they find you? Do you have a website? Do you have Instagram or Facebook or anything? Yes, I, I have, um, Instagram. I, it's, um, I have to think about it. Danielle, uh, <laughs> I have to think about mine too. <laughs> Danielle underscore dietitian. And I am on Facebook under, um, Danielle Rose Emmons actually. So R-O-S-E is my maiden name. Oh, I didn't I know mean, that. I maybe that was yeah. your middle name. <laughs> nope. No. Oh, awesome. Okay. Perfect. Well, yeah, if you are interested in gut health and, um, how you can, you know, heal your gut just to help with any, you know, like mental health issues, mindset cravings, um, check out Danielle. She's a wealth of knowledge. I work with her at create my weight and she is helping clients every single day. Um, and just helping them improve their gut health so that they can see um, results, right. You know, getting rid of that weight resistance or weight loss resistance. So awesome. Okay. Thank you so much, Danielle. It's been such a pleasure and this is all I have for you guys at the moment, but if you like what you heard on this podcast, I invite you to head on over to iTunes and leave an honest review. This helps us show up higher in the search results and therefore we can reach and help more people. I greatly appreciate it. Or better yet, share this episode with somebody who you think would benefit from the information we shared. Okay, my friends, until next time. Thank you so much.